to another one of our convos today joining me is sarah mctaggart is that correct from trans thank you for joining us thanks for having me so you guys just dropped a new single uh called destroy 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 and we're gonna obviously talk about that and kind of some of what you guys got going on this year but before that can we kind of you know for listeners who don't know you guys can we kind of talk about how you guys started how'd you get your start in music and stuff like that Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've, um, I grew up in a really musical family. Um, my dad is also a singer. Uh, he's a Caymanian folk singer. My great aunt Layla actually wrote the Caymanian national anthem. So I just come from like a long line of like musicians and singers and every family reunion, you know, someone's breaking out a guitar and everyone's singing harmonies. So it was just definitely just like in my blood and just, um, I was soaking in it as a kid. Um, and then, yeah, started, um, writing my own songs when I was about like 15, 16, I got my own guitar and started playing open mic nights, um, when I was in art school and, uh, yeah, I really loved it. Couldn't get away from it. Um, and then I, when I was around like 19, I decided I wanted to be in a band. And, um, so I kind of accidentally catfished my bandmates. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but looking back, like I totally did. <laughs> Yeah, I put I was I was still living in the Cayman Islands um, and I put a a profile up on a musician networking site saying that I lived in San Diego because I wanted to live in San Diego, but I had like no means of getting to San Diego. I think I literally had like forty dollars in my bank account and just like, yeah, like I wasn't in San Diego. Um, But uh, Mike, my now bandmate, found my profile. It's like, hey, I really like your voice. You want to sing over this track? And um you know, I'd had a few other people reach out and like nothing was really connecting, but what he sent was like really, really cool. And I like, I wanted to be a part of it. Um, sounded really fresh. And so I was like, yeah, like I definitely am down, but I have to let you know, like, I'm not actually in San Diego. I'm actually 3000 miles away in the Cayman islands and I'm going to try to make my way over there. Um, but he was very understanding. And, uh, so we made music just kind of like sending files back and forth for about a year. Um, and that's how we put together our first EP, like postal service style. Um, and then just kind of threw all that shit up on like reverb nation at the time. I don't know if you remember what that was. I remember those are the early days of like music. Yeah. This was like the MySpace of like musician, like stuff. This was like before Bandcamp even was a a thing. Um, but yeah, we put all of our stuff on there and, um, then ended up getting the attention of a label in LA and they signed us and moved us out to LA and um yeah like the rest is history we ended up signing with Epic Records um we put out Girls Your Age in 2015 which got a lot of crazy attention uh Katy Perry ended up like tweeting out that it was her song of the day and then Harry Styles tweeted the lyrics and that's a big one yeah it just started like this crazy whirlwind of like holy shit like what the hell did we get into all of a sudden you know we went from this like no like little tiny band in San Diego to like we're opening for 21 pilots and like Dua Lipa and like on TV and shit. So it was just yeah. like, it was yeah. a lot of, yeah. it was a lot out of nowhere. Um, and yeah, now we are um, fully independent. Um, we started our own label and um, yeah, we've been putting out music like that for the last couple of years. And um, it's been my favorite part of this journey so far. 
That's very cool. So, I mean, you say catfishing. Some people say like self-manifestation. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some people call it that catfishing. I like to call it manifesting my, my future. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, I don't, people might feel differently depending on the day. <laughs> it all worked out in the end. You did. It all worked out. We all got along. My band wasn't upset about it. They were, yeah, they were very cool. And like, you know, now we're all like best friends. They're like my, my brothers, my family. So, uh, yeah, it all worked out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> you say you were from you from the Cayman Islands, correct? Um, yeah, my heritage is from there. I spent uh, like several years there growing up. Um, yeah, it's 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 the place I guess that's like closest to home um, to anything else. I moved around so much as a kid that it's kind of hard to call anywhere home. But most of my family is there, um, and most of my roots are there. And uh, they've they've adopted me, so um, yeah, that's my home. <laughs> so I was gonna ask, like, how do, how would you say, like, well, since you grew up all over the place, how would you say, like, those different um, environments kind of influenced you musically, or like in your career? You think? Yeah, I'd say like um, definitely every single place has its own like musical flavors. So just like kind of experiencing the different music from those different places, I'm sure had an impact, but also just like being so lonely um, as an adolescent uh, had a big effect because I didn't really have any close friends because we moved so often um, that like music became the only constant. Okay. Uh, so I was just, I just kind of became like obsessed with, with music and obsessed with writing. Um, you know, my guitar was like my BFF <laughs> and uh, yeah, just that, that became, um, yeah, that became my everything because it was something I could hold on to even when everything in my external world was changing. I still had this thing that felt that felt like me, that felt like my identity. Um, yeah. So I think that made a big that, that really influenced me becoming an artist and becoming a musician. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's really cool. That's, that's one of the best things about music is just kind of like how universal it is, like how it can reach people no matter where they are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there was like just so many times, you know, where I felt so alone or so um, ostracized and, you know, just like having these songs, these lyrics to hold on to. It felt like someone was talking directly to me. And, you know, I remember hearing like Radiohead's Creep for the first time. It's like, yeah, I fucking feel like that, you know, little 13, 14 year old me or like hearing, you know, Paramore and stuff and just, you know, feeling that teen angst and yeah, all, all that, all that good stuff. So who would you say were like some of your biggest, uh, you know, musical influences growing up? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, my parents definitely like raised me on stuff like the Beach Boys. Um, and um, I discovered like the Beatles and Nirvana when I was when I went to art school, like for the first time, because I was actually had, like a pretty sheltered upbringing. I was like super my parents were super religious. So like it was the only like secular music that got to me was like stuff that was like super like clean, like like the Beach Boys or like yeah. Dolly Parton, like stuff yeah. like that. Um, but then all of a sudden I'm in art school and it's like, everything is completely unfiltered. And I'm hearing like karma police by Radiohead for the first time at 19. Just like, Oh my gosh, who is this? And my roommate's like, this is Radiohead, you weirdo. <laughs> but I'm, I wouldn't take it back. Um, so yeah, I'd say like Radiohead, Nirvana, yeah, yeah, yeahs, bright eyes. Um, yeah. Like all the, all that kind of like Broken social scene, um, Feist, you know, Feist had a big influence, you know, Haley Williams of Paramore, obviously like how she sings in her voice, um, Sia, like all those. Um, and then like more, more recently, you know, people like Lana Del Rey and um, 
even like Halsey, I think have had a really big impact on, on our sound and the weekend has had a big, um, influence on like how we do our production. Um, yeah. Is that enough? <laughs> like how, I, can, I feel like it's one of those questions I could just like keep listing. Yeah. Yeah. I just keep going forever. Yeah. I could definitely hear some like, you know, some of that more like alternative pop, like dark pop influences from like some of those artists that you named. So I was going to just ask also, like, how would you kind of describe your sound to like somebody who's just like getting into you guys? Indie pop, apocalypse pop. We're making music for the end of the world. <laughs> but aren't we all right? <laughs> Whether we know it or not. <laughs> okay. Um, so you did just drop a new single, Destroy, Destroy, Destroy. Yeah. How was kind of how's the response been to that and kind of how was like your creative process going into like that thing? Yeah, the response has been really cool. We ended up uh, getting on the, well, I'm just going to close this window because there's a garbage truck being so big. <laughs> Okay, so loud. Um, yeah, so we got on the villain mode playlist on Spotify, which I feel like just completely fits the song. It is a very like villain mode, you know, vil- villain era song. Um, yeah, the song itself, uh, I was writing about the destruction that comes before creation. So if you have like these limiting beliefs or you have something that's holding you back, you have to clear all that shit out before reinventing yourself, before um, coming into your power. Uh, so yeah, I really liked that image of like, you know, burning, kind of like burning a field before you plant something new. Uh, yeah. I mean, as you say, yeah, I definitely picture it all like in the head. Um, it was a great song. That's when I heard it. I was like, oh, I definitely feel like we got to talk to these guys. Oh, so, thank you. What was I going to ask? I almost forgot what I was going to ask. But, I'm so bad about look at this. I'm so bad about wearing freaking eye makeup. I was like just like rubbing my eyes. I was like I just rubbed it everywhere. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a vibe. You know, it's, it's we're all just getting through it. This you know at this point we're all just getting through it. <laughs> yeah. But you guys also released another project this year uh, in 2022, right? Um, we released uh, a song called "Run Towards the Monster" um, about six weeks prior to releasing "Destroy, Destroy, Destroy." And uh, they're all building into a, a full body of work called um, Body. And uh, all these songs are somatic. They're more felt than they are cerebral. So I think in the past when we w- were writing, it would come from a very cerebral place where you're like, okay, like I'm thinking this out. This is what it's going to be. Where these ones are more just like, I show up to the studio, just kind of like feel what I was feeling in my body and like just kind of like let it come out. And um, it's, it's been kind of cool to witness like what that, what that's produced. Um, and we want, we wanted each song to be able to be connected and flow like a body. So, um, when we were thinking about the musical arrangement, we, we made that happen. Um, so if you listen to destroy into, or destroy, destroy, destroy into run towards the monster. Now you'll hear how it flows together. And we're going to be continuing that with the next, uh, several singles that lead up to the, the full album. Um, and yeah, we hope that when people listen now, they can think about kind of like where they're feeling it in their body and it, that it'll help them kind of drop, drop in, you know, and be more embodied. Okay. That's cool. Uh, definitely excited to hear, you know, the whole body of project, but, yeah. uh, how, like kind of what is your creative process? Like when it comes to songwriting, do you guys get together and like write some stuff out together? Do you write some stuff and then bring it to them and kind of work together like that? How, how do you guys go about creating, creating music? 
It's different every time. I mean, um, so for destroy, 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 for instance, I did have like a pretty good idea of what I wanted it to be before I came into the session. Um, I knew I like, I, I knew I really liked the title destroy, destroy, destroy. And this one kind of came from like a place of like, uh, the solar plexus, like in my body. And so I was like, just really feeling into that. And then just kind of sat down at the piano that day and just kind of like found the notes that felt like that. And so in the beginning you hear that, um, you know, that note repeating itself. And then, uh, yeah, I, I felt very, as the producer was kind of like moving on, like he was kind of trying some things. I was like, no, I just really feel like it's, it's like this progression. Um, and then we like fleshed it out once we had that, like it started all coming together and we fleshed it out from there. But there's other songs where like the guys will come to me with a fully, like almost fully produced track and then I'll just like lay the vocals over it. So it's a, it's such a collaborative process and, um, everyone is so talented and, um, has such a unique, uh, creative identity that it's like, I feel like we'll just never run out of ideas because like whenever someone dries up another person, like just starts like having all these ideas, yeah. it's, it's a really cool project to be a part of. And we've built a really cool community of collaborators and, and producers that we work with as well. So, um, yeah, I'm just like really grateful for it. That's cool. So you guys have been at it for a while now. So how would you say kind of like, your sound or your process has evolved since, you know, since those early days? Oh man. Um, I think just like knowing what I'm trying to say now makes a big difference. Um, in the beginning, I think it was just really scary because we had a lot of external pressure from like the label we were on and, um, you know, just like everyone on our team to like, just have this like crazy stratospheric success and everything felt very like urgent and very, um, like it has to be the biggest thing ever, or it doesn't mean anything like, which is just kind of like looking back is just like so ridiculous and like, not even, um, like helpful to the creative process. So I'm like really glad that I just like know that that's not true now. <laughs> and, uh, so now when I'm creating, I just, um, yeah, there's just so much freedom. And, and when I'm writing now, it's just, I forget even what your original question was, but what was, I feel like I've got. This is how you evolved, like your sound. Oh, like, I see. In early days. Yeah. I think, I think you, you can hear it, that there's just way more freedom and there's way more space. And, um, there's like a definite voice, whereas before it kind of maybe felt more like all over the place, or you can kind of like hear that there was maybe some pressure to like be on radio or like, Fit, like fit a certain thing. Like, you know, there's a lot of people being like, you should sound like this person or you should sound like that person or like, you should try this, you should try that. And now, you know, this is just who we are. So I think yeah. that um, we have a lot more creative control, I guess is like the nutshell answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, cause speaking of that, you said you earlier that you guys have started your own label. So you no longer have to like answer to, you know. Anybody, yeah. <laughs> I, I put out the music that I want when I want and it's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. How long have you guys uh, started this, this, this label? Um, and what do you guys kind of plan on doing with it in the future? Like just doing yourselves, you guys plan to bring other people oh. in? I mean, the possibilities are endless right now. It's just, you know, it's transviolet partnership. And like, we, we literally just created it for the purpose of putting out transviolet music, but you know, things evolve and I'd, I'd be willing to, to see where it evolves. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, we started it in like late 2019. Okay. Um, like when we were releasing the born to rule album, that was like the first self-released album. Um, and 
then like COVID happened and <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Uh, what, what are we, what are we doing? Uh, but no, now I'm like so grateful for it. And I think it was like the best decision we ever made. Um, and yeah, maybe in the future it would be cool to like release other artists under it. I guess it's just like, after having such bad experiences with labels, I would really want to make sure that I could support and foster artists in the way that I would want to be supported. Yeah. Um, and so I, yeah, I think there we'd have to grow more before that could happen, but yeah, maybe in the future. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a story that's been told, like, you know, obviously through the entirety of music history is basically label issues and dealing with people that, that aren't necessarily the most creative and don't really understand like the creative process. So like, aside from the creative process, like label wise, how would you say like, you guys being independent, how what, like what's the main kind of benefits to that? And do you see any like drawbacks that you've seen from being like independent? Or you yeah, that? there's definitely pros and cons, you know, I mean, like being on a major label, it's like, especially when things were going well, which things were for us for a while, like when all that, you know, crazy shit was happening in the beginning, it's like doors were opening for us, you know, the, the bank accounts were opening for us, you know, it's just like, oh my gosh, like this, people were just like throwing money at you to be able to kind of like do what you want, but it does come at a price, right? It's like, if people are throwing that much money at you, they're going to expect to have a say in what you're doing. They're going to expect something in return. And that's the quid pro quo of it all is like, okay. Um, uh, so yeah, now I guess like the benefit is like, we have complete creative control. We're able to put the music we want out when we want to, and it can be as weird out or as like out there as we want. You know, the, the con is like, sometimes you do that and things flop, like, you know, because you're the only person saying yes or no. And they, sometimes things just like, don't go how you think they're going to go. Um, and, you know, another con is like, yeah, sometimes you have to make like really tough decisions, like financially, because there are limitations. You're not on a major label that has millions of dollars to back you up. You're an independent artist that, you know, just has your income from streaming and synchronizations and, and those kind of things coming in, which is like, it's all awesome. It's great to like have that, um, have that power and have that control and, and, and have that, you know, that income coming in. But it means like, you know, even like right now we're getting ready to go on a support tour in the fall. And so that means we're like not able to, um, or like we're having to come, we're having to come up with more creative ways to like fund music videos and stuff like that now, because it's like, all right, well that, that's just not, that's just not in the budget right now, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's definitely pros and cons of being, you know, on both sides, but I think creatively you'll start to see, you know, well, you're probably already saying like, you just feel like so much more freeing, like you said earlier. Yeah, totally. And I think it's like every artist will have to like make that decision for themselves. And I think just what to think about if you're thinking about signing to a label is like these people, this is a business, you know, like that's, that's a business for them. Like, do you want your music to be a business? Because like, that's what it's going to be do the people are going to be looking at the numbers. They're going to want to make it profitable. Like that is, they're going to be, that's going to be their priority. Like no matter what they're saying to you, because they're going to say all the nice things to you, like that is what it's going to be their focus. And like, is that what you want? You know? And uh, yeah, everybody has to decide for themselves. I'm not even, even now, like knowing all that, I'm not sure I'd take back my experience with labels yeah. because it did get us where we were, you know? So um, I don't know. It's a tough call. <laughs> and now you have that knowledge, you know, from both sides. So, you know, knowledge is always beneficial. Right. Exactly. It's like, I wouldn't go back and like not sign the deals that we signed. Well, maybe, maybe one of them I wouldn't have signed, <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know if I would sign another one now, you know, yeah. but that's, but we're in a different place. So I don't know. It's hard to say. 
Okay. And um, you guys are also kind of known for some of your viral like marketing tactics that you've had like in the past with, like you were saying, what is this girls your age? Um, you guys have anything planned for, you know, any of your new singles, anything interesting? We have some fun stuff coming up. Yeah, I definitely say like, if you want to be involved, like join our mailing list or our Patreon, we have some like really cool, like exclusive things coming up that are going to be, um, yeah, like really fun, really subversive. Uh, and they're going to be like, live events like which um yeah i'm like i don't want to say too much because i don't want to ruin surprise but yeah definitely like if you're into things like secret shows like uh like join join our stuff and uh yeah we have some like really cool surprises like coming up within the next couple months um so yeah okay and uh for people that don't know can can you kind of tell walk us through like how your girls your age marketing kind of happened like whose idea like what was the response to that like yeah, so that was actually our um, manager at the time, JJ Corsini, like genius guy, um, came up with this idea to um, send blank cassette tapes in the mail, like on um, unmarked packages. And the cassette just said, just, just press play. And uh, there's no return address. It's literally just like handwritten everything. And so like people were just like getting these packages in the mail that were, you know, these blank packages and with this cassette that said just press play and they're like what the fuck is this and it was like song girls your age and so you know this started kind of like a bunch of conversations online of like people trying to figure out because we sent out like two thousand of them you know like this is when we still had like that label money to like do that kind of stuff um and yeah like people were just like what the fuck like what is this like i got this weird package in the mail and uh it did exactly what we wanted it to do. You know, I mean, there was, there was, uh, there was a couple people that were like upset by it. Like we had a few moms like reaching out to us, like, this is just like so fucked up. Why are you sending my child like mail? Like, what is this? A couple people like thought they had like a stalker or, and you know, looking back, I was like, oh yeah, that's very, um, <laughs> it is just like the plot of Saw. So I could see now why like, maybe like when people would get freaked out, but that's exactly, that's what we wanted, you know, and it worked. So uh, marketing at its finest right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Um, so obviously you guys are working on, you know, more songs. You're going to be putting them out. You said throughout the year, you said body will be out this year. Um, it will be out by the, no, it'll be out by like February of next year. We'll all be out. So yeah, we'll, we are going to continue to release singles every six weeks. Um, so yeah, the next one is out August 12th. It's called Love and Power. Um, really excited to release that one. It's actually kind of like a, a follow-up to Girls Your Age. Uh, I wanted to retell the story because the story is, you know, the story is a story that like made our career. Mm. And uh, it's about a relationship that in hindsight, as, an, as a grown person now, looking back at the whole thing, I realized was a very like toxic and abusive relationship and it hints at it in girls your age, but it's still very like glossed over and romanticized. Um, so in love and power, I wanted it to be a bit more, I don't even want to say honest because girls your age was honestly how I felt about it at the time, but it doesn't feel as honest for me now. So I wanted to rewrite the song through the lens of like what I know now, I guess. Yeah. Um, It's more experience, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for everybody to hear that one. Um, yeah. And out August 12th. So, yeah. Okay. Well, definitely stay tuned for that one. And you guys are, you guys are going to be on going on any tours. What do you guys have in the future? 
yeah, we're going on tour in the fall. We're opening up. This is like our first support tour in a really long time. We're opening up for uh, Sir Sly and Mother Mother. Um, we're going all over the U.S. Um, I don't know who like, does, is it mostly like L.A. people that listen to this podcast or like drop where we're going to be in L.A.? All over. All over the place. Yeah. All right. Well, you can go check out the dates um, online because, yeah, I don't have them all memorized, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we're going all over the place, like all over the U.S. Um, this fall. I think it starts September 29th and then it ends November 9th. So come find us. It's going to be a great show. It's the biggest. It's our biggest ever uh, U.S. tour, playing the biggest venues we've ever played. And so we're super Stoked. All right, cool. We'll have all the details and all their socials and links all down below this podcast, wherever you guys are listening. So, you know, people will be able to stay up with you guys. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, it was very good talking to you. Uh, really enjoyed the song. Really looking forward to, you know, your next couple singles and, you know, hopefully we'll be able to cover some of that too. So good talking to you too. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. <laughs>